Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we no longer talk about Animorphs because we've already done that. But we're not ready to say goodbye to Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant. Turns out they wrote more books. What? Books that we will be reading and casually discussing? You bet. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month as we morph into the Apple Grant Book Club. I really like this book. I was like, I'm, I'm super like, I, I'm really happy that we're podcasting this a, because I, I adore you both dearly, but B because I get to read the other half of this book finally and find out what happens. I'm, I am, I, I don't know. I'm an everworld people. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really enjoying this at this point. Yeah. And I felt like there's a lot of cautionary tales when we started this, that's like, it falls apart. It's not as good as Animorphs, blah, blah, blah. But they're yeah. like, I'm really enjoying a yeah, lot of this just, conclusion. It got rushed. That is it to me. Yeah. Like, I, I like it. it. It seems like they're trying to hit a bunch of beats really fast. But other than that, like, I'm, I'm into it. You know where I noticed that the most, actually? It was mm. in uh, the length of the chapters. Like, it very much mm. felt like these are the notes. And yeah. like, sometimes, like, it's a page and a half. Yeah, that that last chapter that we read it was the perfect example. I was like, "Oh, Casey wants to read one more chapter. Oh, it's a page and a half. Yep. Okay, <laughs> we can do that." Yeah, you read to chap through chapter sixteen, right? Stopped. No, before I stopped. 17? I stopped before sixteen. Okay. Yeah, same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did not read sixteen. Guess who already has their first paragraph done for the book? <laughs> <Fuck> yeah. <laughs> This this book is the perfect metaphor for me. Uh, I don't know if y'all caught it or not, but it is it is absolutely me. Uh, so one of the beats in this book, I'll go ahead and say it. It's okay. We're about to recap it. Uh, is that people start sort of disappearing from the worlds that they are, we'll say, less comfortable in. And I realized that that's me every time I'm not podcasting on Animorphs Anonymous. <laughs> There's just this tiny hole where like the middle oh, of me should be. And then I have to return to my Everworld uh, Animorphs Anonymous spot to be whole again. Oh. So would you say that you are now fading from the other world and you're in the yes. Animorphs Anonymous world? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's happening to me. Aww. That one was a little bit uh, like I, I, so we've established that I'm kind of dumb and I don't pick up on subtlety very well uh in terms of books i got that one real quick like that one was glaring as soon as jaleel showed up with a hole i was like oh okay you know why right i see i thought the chapter before really set it up nicely though as well because the chapter before that uh is the first time that april says like she's awake over there but we stuck with april and that was really jarring yeah. for me for that to happen. And I'm like, oh, right. fuck, we're fading into... D-. And then, like, Jaleel's like, look at my chest. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point, because that was the first time that we went with... Ooh, I don't... I 
alpha April, I guess we could say. I feel like it'd be beta April. Isn't alpha April? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right because the way the story's written, it's always Everworld is the priority. So yeah, we stayed with beta April while alpha April was doing things in Everworld. We had not seen that before. And I'm also very glad that this book series ends on an April book. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the right way to do it. I'm going to be so fucking sad, though. I'm going to say when, not if. It ends with April being alone in the real world and not yeah. ever knowing what's going on in Everworld. Oh. I don't see any other way that this could go right now. Uh, because, uh, you know, Christopher wants to stay with Etain and Everworld has made him grow as a person. Uh, Jaleel wants to figure out a bunch of stuff and there's a bunch of stuff that don't make no sense over there. So that's a good place to be. And then David's already there. Like he, he yeah, he's been there the since day one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They're like David's missing, and I was like, oh, I wonder why. Yeah, immediately I was like, oh, he like, figured out a way to get his real body to Everworld. Like, yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, fucking, yeah, he's just Tobias out of there. Yep. And like, he's he's straight up like, okay, I know this is in the recap, but fuck it, I'm saying it anyways. Like, when April's like, you've been gone for days. He was like, I've got shit to do, April. No <laughs> one cares. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. And it all seems to fit pretty well. Like, it turns out that Senna's magic was not really holding them in Everworld, but sort of, like, hovering them. And it's like they're going to want to naturally go back Senna to being whole one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Ah, beans. Ah, beans. Yeah. Yum, yum, beans. The first thing I thought when I when I was realizing that there were parts of them and they were going to try to gravitate back together to the place where they were most comfortable was like, mm, nature abhors a vacuum. And then I thought about it for a minute and I was like, no, that doesn't make a lick of damn sense to what is going on here, but it sounds kind of like well, appropriate. Well, speaking of the vacuum of space, it makes perfect sense. But I don't think we were. I think we were speaking of the vacuum of being separated into two parts, and I'm like, that's not really a vacuum. That's that's not a thing. But I was really proud of the sentence, so I figured I'd include it on the podcast. I mean, I I think that not only should you be proud to include it on the podcast, it makes perfect spent. <laughs> it, it does make perfect sense. <laughs> this is where I have a stroke live. <laughs> That's what Alex says to me when she's trying to be nice, but she doesn't want to lie to me. <laughs> I say something stupid and she's like, that makes perfect spence and just says it really fast and hope that I don't notice. <laughs> it, makes, it makes perfect spence. Spence is so proud of you. Spence is my alter ego who I just have around to make sure Tim's happy. No, it does. Okay. But going back for a second, if we're talking about Z space, which I am because I've decided Z space. It makes perfect sense. They can't keep storing their mass in two places. Nature abhors a vacuum. What if Everworld is like an island or like a bubble inside of Z space? Mm. What if it? What if it is in Z space? Oh, that would explain a lot to me if you go by animorph science rules, yeah. which I do. That's I how do. I live my it's life. The only science rules I live by. Yeah. Also, can, can we just establish? Just for my sake, that Everworld is flat. Sure. Okay. I just want it to be a flat disc in the middle of Z space. You know, the way that it's quilted together kind of makes more sense that way. It does. 
I'm a flat everworlder. Fleverworlder. Fleverworlder. That's like the flubber ripoff that failed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can I give you guys uh, one more thought I had, overarching thought about this book? THOT. THOT. THOT thought about this book. Uh, I initially, my first theory, as soon as it was April, beta April chapter, I was like, okay, she's fading to the real world. And the first reason I thought of was because right after she killed Senna, she started praying to her God, like, please get me out of Everworld. And I thought, so the Christian God is also in the oeuvre of Everworld (gasps) gods. And he answered. Oh, I think we could, we could canonically have that. Maybe. I think you could just add that as they just didn't get to that part of Everworld. They just didn't get there. They were planning yeah. on it, and then the series got canceled. Yeah. Oh. I think that works. Dude, but imagine the book where April gets to meet her god. like, And finds out he's just a dude. He's just a fucking dude. Just a fucking guy. Damn. So, main takeaway from first part of this book is, how the fuck are they gonna resolve this in... 20 pages pages. right the pacing was fucking wild it was like it was like five chapters of like april being like i killed my sister i have feelings and then it's like okay but like when books start come on the the reality of it to me casey is that they aren't yeah i know they're they're not gonna they do not have time to bring this to a satisfactory conclusion (laughs) and also if i've learned anything from these two is that satisfactory conclusion isn't real big on their list. Yeah, not even so, close. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how it's going to, how we're going to get to the, the the last bit of They've done books, but... more with less. There have been Animorphs books where they have resolved, like we've had literally 15 pages left and we're like, how the hell are they going to do this in any satisfying way? And they've done it. So like, mm-hmm. I have full faith in them. Yeah, and I guess- there's a big there's a big window i guess of what i would call satisfactory yeah like the story is not going to end i think we know that like people are going to live on either in the real world or in everworld and we're we're just not going to get that story and i think you could still tie that up sort of satisfactorily yeah absolutely which i think i think the end of the story is going to be the separation of the group right oh. yeah i think it's got to be April walking away from the three of them all staying in Everworld. I really hope it's we get April's the rest of her life. Yeah. Like in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like like the thing they do in the credits sometimes where they're like the the music starts playing and they flash a picture of April and they say April went on to get her mm-hmm. PhD mm-hmm. at Harvard. Sort you know, that of, can... But like make it better and then like what I really want is like the moment of her death and that leads you to that precipice of will they like, is this going to be the story where they reunite now, but then it's just end. Can, can, can we do a fun thing? Yeah, we can do not fun things too, but like if I had to choose. So depending on how much of that we get, like they may give us that they may give us like, so this is what happened with these people. I assume not, but they could do that. If they don't give us that, can we write our own sort of like fictionalized what happens to yeah. them afterwards versions? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I would like to hear what you think 
happens to David if he stays in Everworld. Mm-hmm. Sure. I would I'm very much be interested in that. So fan fiction. Yes. Yeah. Fuck so yeah. we want to write some fanfics is what we're saying. Yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah. God. And I'm now the, the only thing that's gonna because I already have like Christopher's written, but Michael Grant could still stab me through the heart and completely ruin my story with what happens in the next half of this book. So yeah, because there's still quite a bit yeah. left. Yeah, and there's still a bunch of Sinites running around. Spoiler. For yeah, and the whole the... plot, the whole plot, like the whole yeah. Merlin and 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 uh, Geowin. <laughs> Geodude. Geodude. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I'm telling you, like, I... I listen to audiobooks regularly. I fall asleep while I'm reading. I could not stop reading the first half of this book. Like, I am super invested in it now, which is not where I thought it would be after the first two books. <laughs> How far we've come. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know. Like, and again, I think most of what we heard beforehand was kind of negative. Just like yeah. you said, Alex, like it's... It, it, you know, it was kind of like, I don't want to say like shitting on it, but it kind of was. It was you know? shitting on it for sure. But I'm super enjoying it at this point. Mm-hmm. And I wish that it hadn't been rushed to finish so quick. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. You know, if that's what happened. I think they fully, they fully said that it is. Okay. Like, I don't okay. think we're speculating. I think that's, that's straight up what they said about the series. Okay. You know that Michael Grant isn't precious in these details. <laughs> <laughs> he don't give a damn. I can't wait for you to read. Oh, I forgot sure. the name of it. Hang on. Hang what? on. Give me a second. So sword behind why. you, Tim. Uh, Fucking better. Yes. Be. It's a lightsaber and the master sword from Zelda. Okay. Uh, it's like blank wall and then it's just like swords. <laughs> <laughs> uh Messenger of Fear. Thank uh, finally oh. popped in my head. Uh, uh, yeah, the two book series that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good, so dark, and I cannot wait for y'all to read it. I'm excited. That's... It's it's where I learned to not have any trust in him. <laughs> like he is not afraid to destroy me emotionally. Like he has no problems doing it. So that's why I'm still worried about the last half of this book. I did think that this book of all of them had a lot of Catherine influence that we haven't been seeing. Uh, what I'm, I'm hoping that the last half of the book does too. Yeah. yeah. For the sake of these children. <laughs> she will save them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like one day I know it's going to happen. Like they're going to hear all this stuff that I say and they're going to be like, no, you're completely wrong. It's, it's, Catherine that writes all the the stuff. (laughs) I kept writing about April's like how bad she felt in her emotional journey, and Catherine came in and said, "We've got to kill the children, Michael." (laughs) (laughs) That's it's it's messenger of fear that makes me. That's the reason. That's what's. I mean, we've read front lines too. Like, yeah, and I, I I read the one and only Ivan. Like, I can tell which one of you is the monster. Yeah, we read your poetry book, Otter. We don't think you're the one. <laughs> oh my god, but like, what if, like, 
Catherine and Michael just like wrote all this like terrible, terrible shit in kind of like, you know, the Animorphs, the Everworld, the, you know, I, I don't know what Remnants is about, but like, and then Catherine was just like, enough, like enough. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is, we've gone too far, Michael. I'm going over here to write children's books about joy and hope and saving the planet. She just like gently walks up to his laptop and closes it. Goes, stop. <laughs> enough now. Now I have this vision and it's like the, the painting of the angel reaching down to man. And it's just Catherine reaching to pull Michael out of the depths, and her hand just misses. (laughs) Nope. He's like, psych. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hell. See ya. (laughs) They are. Listen, I'm going to really reveal a lot of my fandom interests currently. They are really are Crowley and Aziraphale to us. (laughs) They absolutely are. oh my god <laughs> and like Catherine will drop some like amazing horrific plot beat and then like Michael Grant just saunters in the room like ooh you used the halo you started a war congratulations <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no I want to see Michael Grant do the you were right you were right I was wrong you were right <laughs> He has to do that dance constantly, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this. Well, have a great tweet for later tonight from the Animorphs Anonymous account. Shit. All right, you guys, should I start this recap? Yeah. I think we've already recapped everything because I couldn't wait to talk about it. But Pretty much. That's how it goes here on Animorphs Anonymous. It is, but then we do find details as we as yeah. we build steam here. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And I'm ready for them. Well then let's do it. Uh I did I'm just gonna apologize in advance. I did keep writing Merlinshire as Merlinville. So if you if you hear a disparity in the name of the town, it's Merlinshire. Merlinshire. Merlin Baggins. <laughs> Merlinville was that Toby Maguire movie, right? Yeah, where he was Spider-Man in Small Town, Black and white. USA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, where's this going? I don't know. I was trying to go Smallville, but I've never seen it, so I was really like grasping at oh, straws. No. I I went, went away. Wasn't it called Pleasantville? That's Wasn't a show. Yeah. Called, it, yeah, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. I think it was a, yeah. a Toby Maguire a Tobias Maguire's vehicle. I'm not sure. I might be wrong. <laughs> Are movies just vehicles for getting Tobias Maguire's to my home? <laughs> yes, yes. They're like little Aladdin. The DVD cases are like little Aladdin magic carpets. They just Aww. fly tiny Toby Maguire into your lives. That's why they have to put the like international copyright infringement notices up it so you can't make them fly too fast overseas because they're so little. Okay. All right. Let's get to the recap. The bloodied and beaten citizens and guests of the once great Merlinshire stand, looking down at their destroyed city below. There are only seven of them left now. There's Merlin the wizard, Etain and Gawain. I realized I never like decided on how I was going to do this, so I'm just going to kind of freestyle it and try a few different things. Just bear with me. Uh, anyways, the daughter and the wife of the now dead king. They stood stoically despite being covered in their blood and torn clothing, and they still looked like regal and proud, and their faces are like beaten in and shit, and they're like mourning their dead dad, and... Then there's like a bunch of real world kids. There's David, the leader, Jaleel, the scientist, Christopher. He's just a guy, uh, but he did carry Senna from 
near or sorry, he uh, carried uh, Attain from near death. So like April thinks he's cool now or whatever. And then of course there's April who is the one telling the story and looking at Loki's dead son Fenrir laying on the ground and all the magical beasts torn asunder by the bullets and modern weaponry. And as she looks on in disbelief, she has to acknowledge she did kill Senna. That's chapter one. Sorry, the way that you just described those four children is a direct one-for-one one exact duplicate of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> really? Because I took it from this book. I'm just saying, there's the leader, the scientist, the okay. party guy. So That's David- literally what they say in the book, though. <laughs> And then there's were... April O'Neil. I was like, oh! <laughs> Damn. It's all a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode. Oh. I just didn't put it together. Austin would love this. I was just going to say, we should get Austin on to do a special, like, prove to us that Everworld is just a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fanfic. <laughs> which would be so cruel, considering he's never read the books or listened to this podcast, so... actually. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get him like without any context. I'm not gonna explain anything. It's just gonna be like Austin, write me an essay on the similarities of Merlin and Baxter Stockman. Now go. Do me one singular favor, please. Okay. Um make him write it by hand so that we can just see all the typos. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I you know what? He has had typos so bad like misspelling so bad that they have like forever altered the way we write words it's true as i just got a text from alex today with the word pacific with an s in it yep these are all complete attacks on austin (laughs) they are but the very first one the very first one, the only one that I think genuinely hurt him emotionally was when I was super earnest and I said, okay, and you spelled Pacific like this because it's the name of the building and not because it's like Pacific. And he goes, what? <laughs> and then he goes, well, how do you no. spell it? Like really aggressively. And I was like, well, no. like with a C, like the entire rest of the world. <laughs> oh, oh, Austin. Yeah, not anymore. Now there's Not a small handful of us who have rebelled and spell it with an S in much the same way that we say Arcana now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. These are just the way of things. I Like, honestly, all this really is is like a, a great um, example of kind of how languages and humanity develop, right? Because like, what is the language that we speak now? Like, goodbye is God be with you. And then we shortened it. And now it's goodbye. And now we just say bye. And like... What is that but all of us taking the different nuances of our friends' dialects and combining it into our day-to-day to really advance ourselves into the future? So what you're saying is in the year 1592, some chick ass was walking by and tried to say, God be with you, and he said, goodbye, and in the like perfect Alex form, just completely muffed it. And it's one of his friends was like, well, that's what it is from now on. <laughs> I think how it actually came about was that when you'd sign off at the end of letters, you'd say, God be with you. And then you'd shorten it to like, 
like you know how like now you do like have a good summer like hags hackus or whatever they would just say like g-b-y-e goodbye and then it became the word goodbye oh just like what tea yes exactly like what tea columbus writing a letter like "Mm, might sail to the new world idk I think what we're really saying is that acronyms have been ruining our lives for more than just the modern day. <laughs> and initialisms. And initialisms. Which is why we need to go 100% to lead speech. Lead yeah. Speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lead, lead speak. No confusion in numbers at all. <laughs> Whatever. Math is the universal language, right? Yeah. That's what Lindsay Lohan country. says. Yeah. Is that what? Mm-hmm. It's from the movie Mean Girls, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was from the movie, like, Contact or something. (laughs) I get it now, Mean Girls. Stop trying to make F3TCH happen. I need a shirt. I need that on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Another fun relic. Just speaking of more language and writing things, you know how, Tim, you and I spell some words differently, like color and honor? Yeah. So dropping dropping the U was an American thing with the printing press because it cost less to do less letters, so they'd purposely drop letters that were, in quotes, unnecessary. Jesus, America, finish the job. There's still so many unnecessary letters floating out there. why, Why just the U's? Oh. Why stop at the U's? Yeah, Get us down to so 22 many. letters, damn yeah. it. Herb, herbs don't need the H. Oh my God. Yeah, that was an attack on you. I saw that look, Alex, right when I said it. <laughs> I still don't think I said it wrong anytime I've spoken to you. <laughs> no, uh, well, okay. Here's the God's honest truth for, for everybody listening at home. She's never said anything wrong. What about Calliope? I mean, like, in, it, well, okay, Calliope being the <laughs> exception. Like, every time I make fun of her, she's not wrong. It's just I'm an American and it's different. It's what I'm supposed to do. How dare you spell that with a U? Y'all talk you funny. Your, your metric system. My favorite, favorite calliope story ever is when tim (laughs) then did take that same word to like really stick it to me and showed it to another friend of his who didn't know that word and she said calliope it's like cantaloupe like word for word what i said it's like cantaloupe so it's calliope i think you're saying it right now trying to say it wrong yeah calliope calliope is how we originally said it i was like that word is just so like burned for you yeah god it was so aggressive i you know what i i wish i had the episode number of horse girls so i could send back like everybody who hasn't listened. yeah it's super yeah. early on uh, anybody who hasn't listened to the calliope episode of horse girls it's it's amazing how aggressive alex attacks that book for naming somebody so stupid a name it's as calliope ghost horse book so it's yeah it's that's what... <laughs> the first ghost horse episode just yeah, it. <laughs> it's like a staple in yeah. in the listenership at this point. Like you, you gotta. It's a meme. We've made a meme. Yeah. <laughs> I think it sticks out because it was the first time I ever like 
went against like when you guys are like that's wrong that's weird like yeah. what and that was the first time that I was like no <laughs> oh boy well you guys want to hear chapter two it's super super short yeah uh-huh. all right this is the recap chapter so it's where april explains what everworld is and honestly if this is the last book and like if you're just finding out what it is you should go back and don't don't read it start over start at the beginning please Anyways, they're still trapped here, and Senna is dead. That's that whole chapter. Hooray! There's always going to be that one. It's like, I'm in the store. There's a book. It's called Everworld. It's number 12. It's fine. I'll start there. I want, okay, anyone listening right now, if you read either Everworld at book 12 or Animorphs on the, the final book, 54, email me at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com because I want to... I want to interview you and just find out what the fuck. There's no way. I like, I can't as a person start in the middle of stuff. Like I hate it. Like I I tell everybody when I tell them like to watch black mirror, the TV show, if I'm on the fence about how they're going to handle things, I always tell them to start at episode two. And if they like the series, then they can go back afterwards and watch episode one because episode one is a lot. It's a lot to take. That's the only time I'll do that. Like every other time somebody's like, yeah, you can just start with, no, I'll start from the beginning. They're like, no, it sucks up until it doesn't matter. I'll start from the beginning. They do that a lot with TV shows. Uh, You don't need to watch anything, but watch all of it. Yeah. Do it. What about? I can't imagine starting it in the middle of a book series like that. But what about like Doctor Who? And like I don't think okay Star Trek. Realistically, I don't think you have any choice but to sort of well, Star Trek's a little different. Cause I think they're separate enough that you could watch like all of the next generation and Easily. not have to watch the original series. Mm-hmm. Easily. Uh, I think you appreciate the next generation more if you'd seen the original series, but mm-hmm. I don't think you have to. Okay. That's how they tell you to watch the movies too. You're only supposed to watch the even ones. Because the even ones are good, the odd ones are supposed to be. The ones that, yeah, I'm like, I'm not doing that. No. Uh, Yeah, and I guess TV's a little bit different. Because like Doctor Who, like, you've got no choice but to start in the middle of that. Because I don't even think they have original recordings of, like, the very, very first episodes. And that would be a lot of ground to cover. They lost them in, like, a BBC fire. So they don't have, Uh... like, some of the original original. But you can start in, like, I think the 60s with, like, the fourth Doctor. And they have, like, some earlier episodes. But Hmm. I think consistently it might be, like, you start in the 60s when they rebooted it from the original and then took it down, rebooted it, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. But they're usually pretty good about, like, sort of starting fresh each time they regenerate. So those Until recently. Yeah, you think so? I haven't watched the last couple. I well, I, I, have I don't not. know if I should say couple. I don't know. Have they have they somebody told me David Tennant was coming back. Yeah, he is. And I'm super now I want to catch up again. Because I stopped right around Jody Whitaker. Okay. So I stopped around Jody Whitaker not by choice. Same. Same. But yeah. I it's just I didn't Life. keep up with it. Yeah. Life happened. Yeah. I started podcasts but, and stuff. Uh, I watched more Capaldi episodes than I watched of anybody else. That was when I've like started watching, watching was the Capaldi episode. And I love the Capaldi episodes, but I see uh, I'm tenant. I fucking love tenant so much. Yeah. I love David Tennant, but I just like, I wasn't much doctor who during his time. And I've only seen a few episodes and they've been great. 
but ninth and tech, tenth doctor are my sweet spot i mm-hmm. watched yeah. i've watched all of those the most and then like 11th i was like yeah yeah all right and i know people are like rabid over matt smith but like yeah like, he's he's good i like him i don't dislike him i couldn't get over the amy rory stuff i was like i literally don't care about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah and amy's such a big plot and like he he had two companions that were really enormous to the plot i think because rose tyler became enormous to the plot but it was because of who she was as a character but mm-hmm. then they had like they're like well we gotta capture some of that, that magic in a bottle again so they tried it with amy rory and then they tried it with um god i wish i could remember her name so bad clara? uh clara yeah clara she was like and they're like, well, she's the actual like core of time in the TARDIS. And it's like, whoa, what? What does that even mean? But then Capaldi, they kind of got back to it a little bit. And then, I don't know. I'm excited. Also, uh, Donna. Donna is mm. incredible. And oh, anytime Donna. she would come back for anything, yes. Anyways, this is being the Doctor Who power hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God, that was like 10 years ago. That's always been one of the things that I said I would go back and do is watch the the different doctors, like sort of like not 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 the doctors in order, but their episodes in order, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I just there's no time. That's the reason I haven't watched Supernatural. Everybody mm-hmm. tells me I would love Supernatural. Do you know how many episodes of Supernatural 500. there are? Uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I uh, what? I can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't invest this kind of time in anything. That's you should just give up on media like me. Yeah, I'm pretty close now. I haven't watched Andor yet. Yeah, and a lot of people I know pretty much say that's inexcusable at this point to have been this long. Ask them if you can have ten dollars to go see a Star War. I cannot get into that show, but I fucking love that quote so much. Oh, I loved that show. Oh. I just don't like Jason Bateman. Okay. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's a fine person, but I just don't I don't like think I feel like everyone on that show, the deeper they got, the worse every single person. Like in real life, all of those people were terrible. <laughs> that might not be true. <laughs> But I just feel like there was a period where, like, every week it was like, blah, 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 from Arrested Development was terrible. <laughs> it was like that with Glee, too. Oh, my God. That show was fucking cursed. Yeah. That's a downer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want Nazi sociopaths to pick you back up? <laughs> wow. Sentences you don't often hear. No. I'm doing it. Do it. Doing it. As the survivors continued to travel further from the carnage that the Nazi sociopaths had wrought in what seemed like the equivalent of Ireland, but in Everworld, so you know, maybe, maybe not, April was hyper-focusing on one thing. She had killed Senna, and the guilt was overwhelming. And she argued with herself to try and justify it, but she just could not get there. She thought back to the years spent alongside Senna, living in the same home and eating at the same table and sitting in the same backseat on family vacations, and how much she hated her. And also, April's mom hated her, and that kind of made her feel weird, too. They just couldn't live with this weird, disquiet presence that was Senna. And she'd asked her dad one time why Senna lived with them, and her dad had answered that, well, look, it's the right thing to do, like, it was my mistake, and it's my responsibility, blah, 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 blah. And April had never seen her dad as anything more than a fallible man again. 
But none of that justified what she did, and she desperately wanted to go back to the real world and leave this world behind. But she was so afraid that she would be crippled by guilt there as well. She still wanted to go. And that's that chapter. Like, I totally, like, I totally understand the unreasonableness of guilt at times. But she was setting people on fire and having people claw themselves, like, possibly to death. Like, yes, you needed to do what you did. Like, stop. Like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, your guilt over this, like, I get it. There's no, like, talking you out of it. But it's ridiculous. Yeah. It feels like it was more, like, if it hadn't been her half-sister, I feel like it would have being a little bit easier yeah i don't know the the minute you start setting people on fire yeah oh i mean yeah tim we're same page (laughs) yeah yeah i just well i got i got less of an impression that it was specifically about senna it was more like how could i take a life like this is the very thing that i was like rebelling against with this whole thing was like we can't let Everworld turn us into killers and monsters. And yet again, I just fucking killed somebody. Again, I think that the rules are different when they're setting people on fire. I Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, I get it. I do. And I, you know, you can't like, you can't just tell yourself not to feel a certain way. But yeah, I, I feel like if I... It, Somebody setting somebody else on fire. It's okay. It's okay to take that person out. So this is kind of given me, now that I'm talking to you guys, it's making me think about this a little differently. And if we took kind of the the feel and the narrative from Frontlines when Rio had first killed and kind of overlaid that here mm. instead of it being like, I feel so bad about Sana. I, and like take the specific of the person out of it mm-hmm. and like just have that moment of I took a life for the first time and I don't know what that means for me and I don't know how that changes me, but it's changed me fundamentally as a person. And that's that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess it's sort of, I don't, you know how you sort of like you read stuff and you apply your own sort of filters to it? Yeah. Well, that was my filter is, well, she was setting people on fire. If that's the filter that is applied to it, is how do I, how am I fundamentally different because of this event? All right, well, I can't. I can't mock you for that one being silly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, you so what you're saying yourself, is like, but you didn't say it funny, so I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't do anything with that because that's a question that a lot of people should probably ask themselves more often after they do things absolutely it is yeah anything every day make yourself a ham sandwich and ask how this has fundamentally changed you as a person <laughs> question everything why did you make it a ham sandwich i don't i you would never make a ham sandwich question myself to <laughs> understand why <laughs> Why did I do this? I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because every sandwich that's ever made on DNDB has a base of ham and then goes oh my awry God. from there. Fucking Cameron. Was that a ride joke? Oh, I wish. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't even. Good job, Tim. 
My sandwiches arrived. I was just about to say so close to St. Patrick's Day, too, but it's fucking not. <laughs> what? Alex, Alex has been on fire with the calendar and geography lately. He's been tearing it up. Sh- Listen, <laughs> Pacific had nothing to do with location, Tim. Okay, I may have told them last night that I thought the movie Pacific Rim was about Florida. Not because, not because of the name of Pacific, but because I associated it with the color orange and Cadillac, or not Cadillacs, uh, topless cars, whatever you call them. Convertibles. Convertibles. Thank God. Topless cars. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Yeah, cars gone wild. Uh, oh man, I died though. It was so funny. You disappeared for like ten <laughs> seconds, just <laughs> like she out said, of frame. I was like, you thought the movie Pacific Rim was about Florida? I just, I've never seen it, and I just had these impressions of it, like having to do with like tropical drinks and like. Convertibles and the color orange, orange. frappuccinos. I have no idea what this movie's about, and also these impressions don't like. Also, don't really equate to Florida so much. But then I think I also (laughs) lived in Florida when that movie came out, or around that time. So I think I just made a lot of associations in my head. (laughs) It's apparently about kaiju's. Yeah, no, it goes right back to what we were talking about before. Like, in 30 years, if somebody asked me what the movie Pacific Rim is about, I would be like, it's about Florida. <laughs> like, that's just... It's... I thought that was Atlantic Rim. That's, we made the same joke. Okay, 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 great. <laughs> and then I made the mistake of saying, like, no, it's one of those movies where the title has nothing to do with it. And they all mocked me for that statement, too. <laughs> oh, no. It was fun. We we had good times. That situation fundamentally changed me <laughs> as a person. <laughs> oh, fuck. You guys want another chapter? Please. Yo. All right. They made it to a stream, and when Merlin said they should rest, it startled everyone because no one had spoken for so long. So it was like, jump scare, Merlin. April knelt down and washed her hands in the stream. She was washing Senna's blood off of her hands. And Jaleel beside her was washing his own hands and face, which were covered in the long scratch marks made by his own fingers trying to claw his skin off, because Senna had forced him to do it. When she had washed up, she went and sat by herself, arms wrapped around her knees. When she looked up, she saw David looking stunned at the distant burning Merlinshire. This was one of the ones I did correct later. And she felt an arm on her shoulder. It was Christopher. Normally she'd be like, this guy's trying to cop a feel, but he just squeezed her shoulder and sang the line of the Friends theme song, which got a laugh out of her, but it came out as a sob. And April got lost again in her own thoughts about Senna and started remembering all the little things about Senna, how she drank her coffee black and always sneezed three times in a row. I would punch her. And how in middle school she had worn her hair straight down her back in a ponytail that looks sophisticated. And how she had a necklace with a star that had one day just disappeared somehow. And she knew all of these little things that were unique to Senna, and yet somehow Senna was still an enigma to her. More Christopher growth. Yeah. I I, I liked that a lot. I was like, that yeah. was really fucking sweet, bud. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Very different from Bogot yeah. and Christopher. Thank God. I like all the details, though, whenever he does something sweet that everybody's suspicious of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but it, it was still it was still a goof yeah so it was like it was still like in character but mm-hmm. yeah better character yeah yeah oh, thank god oh, thank god <laughs> thank god oh wow get up get up get down i can't hear the friends theme without <laughs> immediately going in and down with the sickness all right next chapter yeah yes okay they reached an old grave marker which was just part of stonehenge and we're all just going to ignore that and describe the stones. But we all know it's just part of Stonehenge. Merlin and Gyorin worked on an illusion that would keep them hidden. And then David's like, let's have a meeting right now. So he's like, what if we head back to Athena? We keep our promise, help her defeat Kalinor. And then Jaleel's like, hang on one second. What if we stop for a bit, take a break, get the coup hatch, create the greatest weaponry Everworld has ever seen, and then take that power and fight Kalinor? And Merlin's like... Hey, don't do that because that'll make you a big threat. And like gods only understand certain threats. And one of those is people that are having like weapons that are available here fighting them. One they don't understand is Nazis. So then you will become the enemy because they understand how to fight you. They don't know how to fight the Nazis. And then they're like, okay, well now the Nazi party, just so we're all clear, the Senites have just like, they don't know what they're doing. Senna's dead. They're just, like, loose in this world. They're definitely going to side with Kaanor, right? Like, we all know that they're going to go do that and be, like, terrible and worse than they are now somehow. And they all agreed that that's probably what would happen. So, all right. Senna pulled the four heroes uh, of the story halfway into Everworld, right? And she left half of them in the real world. Do you think that the Senites are half in Everworld and they're going through the same thing? Mm -mm. So you don't think they're having to pick, which obviously they would pick Everworld because they're like ruling the place. I think Senna did it half by accident and unskilled because like Fenrir was right there, like also like having somebody just pulling them through. Whereas the Nazis, she had kind of honed her power at that point, and we knew mm. that she was growing as a witch. So I feel like she straight up, like, teleported them in. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So there's no chance that any of them would fade back. I don't think so. Yeah. And also, do we think that any of them, like, would? No, that's the other thing I was thinking is, like, man, they're probably absolutely loving it over there because they're all insane. Yeah, they just get, like, free castles and they can, like, kill anybody with their guns. Like, that's their their weird wet dream that they're having. Yeah. But without Senna to go back to the real world, they're going to run out of bullets eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And this the Kuhatch do have guns. So. But you know what? If they... If they... If they show off enough and scare enough people... Than just carrying the gun around. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Would I yeah. hated the way that sounded. But it's true. The intimidation yeah. factor is is just as it's it's something they should factor in just as much as anything else that they have at yeah. their disposal. And they do have an awful lot of bullets. Like they brought in yeah. a van full of bullets. Mm-hmm. They didn't get that second van though. Nope, sure didn't. That went to the feds. more please okay so david's like hey we need help and everybody's like yeah there's seven of us my guy yeah yeah of course we do 
So then they're like, okay, how do we build an army? And they're like, well, we could get the disgruntled and beaten down townspeople that are mad at their rulers and like talk them onto our side and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, that won't work. Those people have been beaten down their whole lives. This is terrible. And they're like, fairies would be great, but they only work for money and we don't have money. And Geowyn is confident that she could gather her fellow elves, but she's like, there's just not that many of them. So like it would help, but it wouldn't be the army that we need. And David's like, what about the dwarves? And everybody's like, dude, you set the dwarves on fire and destroyed their dam. And David's like, counteroffer, dwarves? <laughs> and uh, that's when Etain is like, hey, I just want you to know, King Baldwin, who then, of course, cue the Baldwin brother jokes, they want to marry elves, and I am half-elf. I could marry him, we get his army, and Christopher's like, you absolutely cannot do that. Like, you don't know him. You don't love him. You can't just go off and marry somebody. That's fucking insane. And, like, Merlin's like, if only we could get Thor back, that would save us. And they're like, yeah, we could get Thor back. And Merlin's like, no, we can't. No one knows where he is. And they're like, yeah, we absolutely fucking know where he is. He's, like, in an ice block in Hell's Cavern. Like, it's it's fine. And Merlin's like, oh, my God. Okay, so now we have a great scheme. So this is where they kind of start to get this together. And Merlin's like, okay, I think I can, I think I can come up with a plan to do this. And Etain's like, I'm going to marry Baldwin, even though it's going to destroy Christopher. And Etain like ends this conversation by being like, Christopher, don't worry. He's only going to live like 20 to 30 more years. He's very old. I'm an elf. I'll look the exact same. And Christopher's like, well, I'm going to have a pot belly and gray hair and ear hair and be 37. So basically on death's door. So I can't wait that long. And that's where that chapter weirdly ends back to hating christopher because he was saying 37 is basically yeah. the end of life <laughs> yeah i'm 37 i'm not old <laughs> yeah when he was saying so, that i was like god damn like shots fired and i'm sure michael yeah. grant was probably 37 when he fucking wrote this <laughs> i have to assume that the cavern where thor is being kept I'm hoping it's the kitchen. Because <laughs> I really want him to be in Hell's Kitchen right now. I'm not proud of that joke. <laughs> it needed to be made. Though. It's not the joke that you deserve. It's the joke that you need. It's the joke I have never me. been more disappointed that we are not recording in person because I absolutely would have grabbed you by your headphones and said, what are you? And then you said, an idiot sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is terrible. I'm moving in tomorrow. These jokes need to happen. <laughs> gotta have a kitchen though, right? Like gotta, there's gotta be a kitchen. Gotta there. Have a kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Can't have a castle without a kitchen. I mean you have a whole dragon to heat it. You might as well have a kitchen. Right? Right. That's how she heats her ramen. The dragon's breath. Hell would one thousand percent eat ramen like there's no way she's <laughs> a chef of any variety no no dragon's like what are we having for dinner again she's like craft dinner katie with ketchup again <laughs> my sodium levels are through the roof <laughs> i need a balanced diet <laughs> yes. this is this is the story i need is helen her health conscious dragon he's always trying to make stuff like tofu like, what is this? Put some spinach in that. We need the vitamin E. <laughs> I 
I need you to cook me whitefish. I'm trying to get down to the size of Texas before beach <laughs> season. Random passerbys or like random heads in the cobblestone street <laughs> having conversations with the dragon about healthy meat alternatives. It's going to be like P90 or whatever that, that workout program is. It's going to be like, yeah, the Vikings use it all the time. He's going to be like, tell me more about these straps that I must purchase. He's just got a big jug of whey protein and a blender in his hand. Shaker bottle. <laughs> Opens the fridge. Hell, did you eat my yogurt? I had a yogurt. Sugar free. That's hard to get. What have we done? <laughs> You've written a great sitcom, and I need it. It's called Hell's Kitchen, but with one L. With one singular L. <laughs> one singular L. Fuck. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for the next chapter? Yes. Uh-huh. All right, so this is where we kind of see the plan starting to form. Gawain would travel alone to the land of fairies using her swiftness and magic to find her people and then meet them in Dagger's Mouth in a week's time. Merlin would go and find Mjolnir and prepare a distraction that would, in his words, force hell to heal. <laughs> Wordplay, Merlin. So cool. No other details. Uh, the kids would head to Dagger's Mouth to make their offering to the dwarves. Gawain and Merlin decide to leave in the morning, and April's like, this is mostly for Attain and I, so we have one more night with responsible adults to take care of us. David, of course, takes first watch, and everyone tries to get to sleep, and April lays there awake forever, being like, I just don't want to wake up and have to face myself knowing that I killed Senna, and now she's going to find out that I killed Senna, and how am I going to deal with this? Did you say her name with a soft G one time? Magda? No. Oh. Gawain? I did. Gawain? Yeah, yeah. Was there a Gawain in Yowin? there? One point? There's gonna be. <laughs> Gawain? I'm just trying to... Yeah. I want to see which one feels good. Like, I know... I know April is, is, is going through a lot, but I'll just say it. I'm not mad at you, April. You did what needed to be done. You did. Yep. Tim is really cheeing you right now. He's cheeing you on. Did che you just say it was... Did you use chi as a verb? I did. <laughs> because you were like, a child comes like destroyed from having to kill somebody and you're like, well, your memories will fade of this as long as I am preserved. Oh man, I'm the worst. Now Alex is going to go around apologizing for me. Really cheeing you up right now. Really chee you on. I just tried toast chi for the first time this week. Yeah. Yeah. I found them at the grocery store and I bought them. Because everybody good. in the Discord was like, toast chi. Toast cheese. They're good. I didn't. Are those the little sandwich crackers? Yeah, with like the cheese yeah. crackers and the peanut butter. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's no cheese taste. Like they're orange. So you think <gasps> yeah. mentally. But they're just saltines. They're a horrifying color, but yeah. Did they wrong you like an entire race of people? Only in that the package also came with uh, cream cheese and chive crackers with saltines, and that's where it's fucking at. So they wronged me oh, in okay. that I had four toast cheese, but only two chives and cream cheese. Okay. I it's fucked up. Okay, so we know we've established that I have a horrible sweet tooth. I mean, they I, have, we I wouldn't this. call it horrible, yeah. 
they have the the nikot which they call crackers but are basically cookies what is this yeah it's the same thing it's like the 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 little cracker packs but if you yeah. get the nikot ones they're 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 pretty much just cookies are they with... chocolate or yeah i think so chocolate with like peanut butter filling oh so it's like a cookie version of a peanut butter cup that's being real generous i think to these cookies i don't think they're as good as peanut butter cups but they're they're much better than crackers to me because they're cookies I don't know why you're saying this all like you are embarrassed when we were fully together outside of the cookie shop, <laughs> curled over the box, <laughs> eating them with our bare human hands. <laughs> yeah. While everybody was still ordering, you know, yes. for outside, just shoveling little cookie mountains into our mouths. Yes, we were. Oh my and everybody else was like, we could buy like, you know. Six to 12 to split among four to five people. And Tim are like, we'll finish six by ourselves before we get to the car. <laughs> oh my God. That was delightful. We were trash monsters. Yeah. Yes, we were. I can't talk. I'm shoveling French fries into my mouth. So <laughs> I like it. It's, it's on brand for, for Casey on this show. And I don't it's know if you've ever done this in front of Tim before. So have I not? I feel like, uh, well, not while recording. Normally before okay. record, actually yeah. every, every moment that we have not been recording that we've been on a call, mm-hmm. Casey's been eating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't understand. I never hear Casey eating. That's because I'm I, Yeah. If, if I were to eat on a podcast, <laughs> I would get death threats. <laughs> at the sounds that I would probably make on this podcast. Casey does not. <laughs> make a sound at all you know why though it's because for my whole life i've been told that i eat really loudly so now i'm super self-conscious about it so i don't want to subject anyone because i don't like the sound of people eating either so i don't want to subject anyone to that my brother mainly like i remember being at chipotle once yeah yeah yeah, we were at chipotle once he was like god you eat loud (laughs) so We had friends that we used to go eat with regularly. And the worst thing that anybody has ever done was point out to me that this person would drag the fork across their teeth after every bite. This is something that I had never noticed. But then it turns out once you have noticed it, you can never unnotice it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it does seem reasonable that it would drive someone to murder. <laughs> like it was mm. absolutely terrible. Mm. But that's the only really like eating sound that I can think of that was just awful to me. Nah. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. It was rough. It mm. was rough. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's hurting me. It's a metal fork, yeah. right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh my God. Control your teeth better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why I try to like hide when I eat. (laughs) (laughs) That's not just your normal gremlin nature. (laughs) I mean that too, but like also, can you imagine if you're eating and then one day somebody says something like you always drag the fork across your teeth and you have to live with the knowledge forever that you do that? (laughs) The worst. Yeah, it's horrifying. Oh my God. How am I supposed to move on from that point? Nope. You can never yeah, eat again. That would fundamentally change the way I think about things. I can't help you. 
that was like that was like a freak accident. That was like getting struck by lightning twice is cracking your teeth on a fucking oh yeah that seed too. of an Ezekiel bread. Like that's holy too. shit. I w- I just worry about like honestly. I was thinking back to the time that Tim and I were eating at that fancy French restaurant, and we had that bread that we were all with the brie on it and the honey that yeah. we were all ready to oh. like absolutely punch each other over. Yeah. And like I just worry like when I'm eating and I'm like, was that bite too big? Are they going to think it's too big? And then I take another one. I'm like, oh, oh. that one's too small. They're not going to like that. I oh, think no. of all the people that you have to worry about that, I should be the least worrisome for you. Because I feel like I am entirely more likely to eat stupid more so than you. I don't like, know. if I, if we took a poll... And we asked everybody that we know, and we're like, here's Tim and here's Alex. Which one of them eats stupider? 100% of the vote would go to me. I don't know that that's true. And we'd also have to eat in front of these people knowing that they were judging exactly how we were eating. (laughs) We can never do this. We can never do this. We can never do this. We'll just go hide in our gremlin corners and... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you're saying you eat worse. Tim, we were both shoving so much cookie in our mouths in the corner. Yes. That wasn't that wasn't our finest hour. I th- I beg to differ. Of, I think it was our finest hour. In terms of, like, showing how civilized we are as people. We're like, not. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that Alex growled at a passerby at one point. <laughs> Yeah, the old people that walk so yeah. close to us. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Alex yeah. was like, Mrr. and they like smiled, like, haha, you have cookies. That's cute. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> These are our cookies. You're old. I could easily take you down. I am in the prime of my life. <laughs> Alex's food aggression. <laughs> they slide one of those fake hands near me while I'm eating. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe when we were at that restaurant with the brie bread that Alex would have punched me in the nose. I, any I one of us would. It wasn't just yeah. me. Tim would have punched someone in the nose. Shannon would have punched someone in the nose. I would like. We were we were all very aggressive that night over that yeah. bread. Damn. I don't remember where we were. We were at. Uh, was that in Wisconsin? That was in Wisconsin at the oh, okay. at the fancy French restaurant that we went to. Oh, that was was that Madison. No, it was uh, Wauwatosa, technically, but just outside oh, of Milwaukee. Okay. Oh, then, no, that's right. That was when we went to the hockey game. I yes. remember it now. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Le Rev. That was Wauwatosa. Highly recommended if you're ever Milwaukee adjacent. <laughs> that means the dream. Yeah. Milwaukee adjacent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee adjacent is French for the dream. <laughs> <laughs> But they're so good. And then I made Tim eat a Decois, and he was like, I'm not a raspberry person. And then you kind of became a little bit of a raspberry yeah, person. Yeah, no, I would. I would. You turned definitely. into a raspberry. I did. <laughs> raspberry, you're turning raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> Decois was really good. So good. All right, speaking of cafes, ready for a chapter? Yeah. Yeah. It starts in a cafe. <laughs> At the, we did it. Uh, April was sitting across from Magda and uh, was like, apparently in conversation, mid-conversation, mid-shopping trip, and uh, she was berating her real-world self for buying so much crap, but then that breaking news update about killing Senna just started flashing through her mind, and 
She had to like stop herself from jumping up and screaming. And the only thing that finally broke through her thoughts was Magda saying, David Levin. And she's like, David. And Magda's like, stop screaming at me. We're right here. And then she's like, well, what about David? And she's Magda was like, I can't get a hold of him, which is really annoying. So we're getting a group project together. And I fucking hate that guy for ditching me on that. And April's like, well, did you call his house? And Magda's like, oh, yeah, I did call his house. And you know what? His mom answered, and she didn't say shit, and she was mad at me for calling. She probably thinks that I'm trying to get with her son. And that's that whole chapter. Ew, David. Ew, David. Uh, Gross. <laughs> yeah, this is the part where we sort of realized, uh, I think start, stuff's starting to resolve, and I think David decided he'd rather be in Everworld. Yeah. Yeah, I had, like, it was either that or I was, like, or he figured out a way to, like, get a sword in the real world. Like, if he can locate Galahad's sword in the British Museum, then he can somehow unite the world. Like, I was, like, it's one of those two eventualities. Yeah. David's in England pulling a sword from a stone now. (laughs) God, that would be an incredible thing. Like... Oh my god, and like they used Galahad's sword to pin down the stone that was the actual like drain plug of the bathtub that's Everworld and Real World combining, and then they came up with the whole story about pulling the sword from the stone, you had to be worthy, but the only thing you actually had to be was imprinted in Everworld, and he becomes the new gateway via sword. You know, I think we all kind of settled maybe a little too quickly that they're going to get to stay in Everworld. I wonder what happens oh. if David gets like booted out. Rejected. Yeah. He'd be sad. Oh. Yeah, I don't feel like that's gonna happen because he's already mostly there. Yeah, but I wonder he if they're get all gonna turned get... away at like the Everworld Ellis. What if like for April to go back, they all have to go back? <gasps> oh, it's all or nothing. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Would all the boys give up their dreams for April? See, I I feel like if three want to stay in the fake world and one wants to go home, I feel like the three have to go home. If one wants to stay in the fake world and the three want to go home, I feel like the one needs to go home. Like, I feel like it's it's not fair to pull somebody out of their home. Does that huh. make sense? Even if it's the majority, I feel like that's the wrong move. I guess... But like, really, like you want to but... you want to come back here for like taxes and shit. No, I'm not saying I pick that. I don't know what I'd pick. But like, I'm just saying it. It seems twisted to pull somebody out of their home because of what you want. You know. And yet we do it every day with wild cetaceans in captivity. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel bad for laughing. It's not funny, but it is. Um, What's a cetacean? Uh, whale. Whale and dolphin. Oh, okay. Okay. That's like like a citation, like a plane? A citation, or like a citation. Yeah. Like a plane? What? Yeah, citation's a plane. Huh. Oh, knew? I thought you meant like... like... Citation needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for like a paper or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just come and get all the footnotes and take them away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me and all your them in citations. Tiny, tiny tanks. 
<laughs> put them in tiny tanks, <laughs> tiny chlorinated tanks. My citations just, can't swim with their families. I just cut them. I like to cut them into little strips and then hold them in my human hands like a tiny bouquet. <laughs> Tim, if you handed me a bouquet of citations, I would, I'm pretty sure I'd call the cops. Oh boy. Okay. You guys want the next chapter? Mm-hmm. Tim doesn't, Tim's like, stop talking. Stop. That was amazing timing. It was. Oh no. All right, April made up an excuse to leave Magda. She's like, I got to go run an errand. And Magda's like, why wouldn't you have stated that previously when we made these plans? And April's like, I forgot. And then... What's the Alex sentence? Why wouldn't you have stated that previously? Are you the person to whom I can inquire about why you are leaving? Yeah. Yeah, that happens. She leaves. She leaves her bags and shit. Her bags. Her bags. Her bags. She starts looking for a payphone. Then she calls David's house and she finds one. It takes a while. And she talks to his mom forever. And then she hangs up and shaking takes off to find Jaleel. Boston Market had gone out of business. And so now he works at the post office, a detail not mentioned previously or anywhere else in these books. She ran in and saw him stacking letters on a shelf. And uh, it was a slow day. So he's like, do you want to go talk in the back room? And April's like, we could do that. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. So they go back there and she's like, hey, David's missing. And Jaleel's like, yeah, but like, it's David. He's probably on like a walkabout or something. Like, it's fine. And April's like, well, he left with no clothes or food or anything. He just up and vanished. And then he's like, hey, April, have you gotten that update yet? And then she starts crying and he's like, it's okay, buddy. If you hadn't killed her, I would have. And then she's like, but the prophecy said a man couldn't do it. And he's like, well, other than the prophecy, I would have done it. You get it. Anyways, he's like, I've, there's another thing I've been working on figuring out, and I just want to share it with you now. And he starts unbuttoning his shirt, and April's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm not Christopher. And then he opens his shirt and shows her this perfectly round hole in his chest, like a not gritty, no blood, perfectly round peephole that she can like look through his little chest and see UPS boxes on the other side. And he's like, I don't really understand it, but that's okay. I'm okay with not understanding this for once. And he's like, what Senna did to me when we first met, what she tried to do, she took away my OCD and then was like, swear to me. And I was like, no, and that's why she hates me. And, you know, that's okay. When I'm in Everworld, I don't have OCD. So maybe I'm going to go back there. Like, April, I think, I think I'm going to go back there. I'm considering it. And April's like, oh, how dare you? And that's the end of that chapter. Yeah, I don't, maybe, maybe don't, maybe don't bash Jaleel for wanting that. Nope. He's like, yeah. hey, I could cure my crippling mental illness that affects my every waking second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe try and be understanding. Unless it's an all or nothing situation, then I feel like conversations need to be had. I think they should convince April to go there if it's all or nothing. Maybe. Uh, they're always talking about America and they have rights and it's d- democracy and blah, blah, blah. So, But now that he is General Davidius. He has power in Everworld and therefore the illusion of rights. He did just make up that name, though. Yeah. Well, I think Athena did. Yeah, I do want to just revisit that, that he just made up that name. Like, he yeah. just assigned himself a title. He is the Lady Gaga of Everworld. <laughs> That's powerful. Just, yeah. yeah. He's going to show up in his meat dress, ready to rage. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, I just... 
Is that really your title? Or did you just say it's your title? I mean, let's try that for the next week or two. We should all come up with the titles that we want and just tell people that's what we are. And I bet by the end of the week, people will believe it. I want to be promoted to the rank of cryptid. Mm -hmm. I I think you were already known as a cryptid in some circles. <laughs> yeah. This is probably true. Yeah. Yeah, you're nailing that one already. See, you can just say it. It's true. I need like a patch or something though, right? Like you get patches when you get ranked. Mm -hmm. Like a brownie? <laughs> we talked like about a spark. this. Yeah. Like sparks? Yeah. And I'm you gotta sew it onto your sash. Sash? Yeah. This is my cryptid sash. <laughs> I earned my Mothman badge today. Yes. This is what I get for not being discovered for 30 days. This is what I got when I did my first laser eyes into a tower. <laughs> Wait, is Godzilla cryptid? <laughs> I... Okay. We could have an entire podcast episode about the difference between cryptids and kaiju. Okay. Okay. So, I so feel save like, it? Yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's a whole rabbit hole right there. But we can do it, right? Yes, we okay. can. Excellent. I love it. I love it so much. It's like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle isn't a square situation. Oh. I think there's some overlap there, is all I'm saying. Not all... Yeah, not all kaiju are cryptids. Mm -hmm. What is a trapezoid but a slightly squished square? And not all puppers are doggos, but all doggos are puppers. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's beautiful. All right, you want to hear what April did in response to this? Yes. Wait, did she say holy shit? No, that would have been good, Ooh, though. Oh, opportunity missed. <laughs> What'd wow. she say, uh, Alex? Well, she didn't say anything. She just ran across the street. And cars were honking and people were yelling and it's a whole thing. And she runs into the borders, almost running into someone pulling open the door. And then she tries to play it cool inexplicably. She's all of a sudden like, now that I'm inside, I have to just like power walk. And she makes it to the escalator where she like grabs the rail and stands with both feet on a single step. Very important details. And she starts thinking about how she plays it so safe on this escalator and how Everworld April would be crawling on the railing on her hands and knees. Anyway, she makes it to the top of the escalator, ducks into the bathroom. All of the stalls are open. A luxury. She picks the furthest one away in case she, like, screams or something, and she starts undressing and checking every inch of her body. But it's fine. There's no pinholes in her. She's all there. So this whole chapter, all I got from it was how mad I am that there's not borders anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how bad I want to go back to a borders. Mm -hmm. God, so bad. Yep. That's okay. Not to, not to say harsh words towards Stephanie Craniola, but the other day she did do a TikTok where she was showing one of her Shakespeare books and realized there was a border sticker on it and went to cover it. And I immediately commented, what are you doing? She's like, well, I didn't <laughs> notice the border sticker was on there. I'm like, no, no, no. Why are you covering that great pinnacle of bookshop? Like, what are you doing? Why are you embarrassed about your border sticker? Be proud. I wish I had border stickers. I would put them on everything. I would put them on everything. Like Frank's Red Hot sauce frank's hot frank's damn it i don't even know what it's called i think you're right it's frank's red hot sauce frank's okay frank's, frank's red, red hot. hot sauce frank's red hot frank's red hot yeah the sauce is implied 
Okay, but there's Red Hots, like the candy. Those are, yeah, but if it's Frank's. They, yeah, they don't belong to Frank. Okay. So. They belong so the, to Matt. Modifier is Frank. <laughs> what if Frank does buy a bag of Red Hots? I assume they immediately liquefy in the bag. <laughs> in the bag? The bag. All right, on that incredible, incredible philosophical debate. April finds herself at Christopher's house and he's like, what are you doing here? Normally you only come over when there's like a Nazi scheme or something, but then he lets her in and into the living room where he's watching TV. And April has this really weird, like judgmental thing where she's like, he's sitting on the couch. Of course he's drinking a Coke. Of course he has a bag of Cheetos because of course. And it's like, I don't understand what's happening here, but okay. So she sits down on the couch and pulls his pillow into her lap. And Christopher's like, so like, are you here? And April's like, I'm awake in Everworld, but I'm here. This is the chapter we were talking about earlier, the first time that she's here, even though Everworld April's awake, which was buck wild. Anyway, she knows Christopher is staring like way too intensely at the TV, like way too intensely. And she's like, hey, David's missing. And Christopher's like, yeah, whatever. No one cares. And she's like, why Why does no one care that David's missing? Christopher's like, well, because I have my own problems, April. She's like, like what? So he pulls his shirt up and reveals that his entire chest area is becoming transparent and fading away. And she's like, oh, well, Jaleel was going through something similar. And Christopher did make a very good, like, oh, getting busy with Mr. Spock kind of joke, which I did laugh at, even though it was bad. But anyways, uh, she's like, yeah, Jaleel's having the same issue. Um... So like, what are we, what are we going to do about this? Like, what are we going to do about this guys? How are we going to get you back here? And he's like, well, I don't know, but the more I watch TV, the more I come back. But then when I stop watching TV, it fades like almost immediately again. So anyways, I've, I've decided to just sit here and watch TV and everybody is wondering how long do they have? Yeah, it was pretty judgmental as I read this book on the couch with some Cheetos and <laughs> Cheese April. Yeah. The world is hard. Let people why have their you, TV and Cheetos. Why don't you just run back into your borders? Yeah. I bet she didn't even buy a book there. No. I would have. I absolutely, I would have bought 10. It's a problem. I can't go in those stores. <laughs> so what would y'all's, if you were fading into Everworld, what would y'all's be your thing that grounds you in the real world? Being on Animorphs Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Editing podcasts would just, I wouldn't even notice I was fading until the moment that I snapped <laughs> to Now I'm busy. This goes out tomorrow. Now I can't get sucked into Everworld. I have four deadlines this week and then four more next week. So if I can just get those out of the way, then I can maybe go to Everworld for a little bit. <laughs> As a treat. As a treat. It's the thing. They'd be like, yeah, you only phase when you sleep. And I'd be like, not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> why haven't we seen alex in 24 days here in everworld <laughs> okay but why so they fall asleep in everworld and then they're in the real world how come when they fall asleep in the real world <laughs> they're not in everworld didn't they have that problem early on where like there was yeah there was one time when one was in double sleep yeah and because he woke up night. asleep yeah yeah yeah. Because Everworld makes the rules. I guess. Yeah. Because they gotta get rest somehow, somewhere. I'm sleeping for two. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So then what happens? So then Merlin and Garn. No, wait. Yep. 
<laughs> That's what I'm going with. Yep. We're gone when April woke, woke up. Apparently they had spoken to David before they left, but all April noticed was it looked like David had not slept at all. She's like, hey, you look tired. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, well, okay, but Jaleel and Christopher are fading and you're missing in the real world. And he's like, okay, and that's fine. And she's like, "Like, but you're gone. You're go- Like, what are you doing? You've been gone. Like, your mom's worried about you. He's like, well, this explains why I don't really pass over anymore. I, like, kind of dream sometimes in Everworld, and then sometimes I'm, like, a weird ghost spirit when I go back, and I can, like, talk and move around, but no one can see or hear me, including my mom. And April's like, what the fuck, David? Why wouldn't you say anything? Like, blah, blah, blah. And David's like, it's no big deal. I have shit to do. No one cares. And April's like, but what about your mom? And he's like, she's she doesn't care about me. She can go marry her boyfriend now, and I won't be a pain in her ass anymore. Like, she seems to think I am, and that's how I see it. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, then David just shuts down, refuses to talk, and starts marching towards Daggermouth, which was the whole plan with Merlin. And the trip was only noteworthy in that nothing noteworthy happened. They're like, that's weird for Everworld. We just got there. Crazy. And when they get there, it's this giant, like, massive, jagged, rocky, like, mountainside sort of thing with a castle built into it that's, like, all, like daggers and harsh angles and april's like this looks cruel and ugly and the boys are like this looks so fucking cool and christopher's like the only reason you don't like it april is because it's not like girly and white and like with pretty horses with flowing manes and blah 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 and then attain was like i also don't like it but i'll find charm in my new home and christopher was like shut down got him fucking got him so the irony is that Christopher has been saying this whole time, you can't just go marry somebody. You can't just go marry somebody. And then in like two chapters, after we read the next half of this book, he's going to wrestle Etain away from King Baldwin and then marry her. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I see happening. It'd be like, hypocrite. Yeah. All right, you guys want to go through mm-hmm. what are the next... Let's just go through the next chapters because they all kind of flow into each other. Is that cool? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay. So this group walks up to these dwarves who are disinterested completely in them. They're like, state your name and your business here. And David's like, I'm General Davidius and I'm here from Athena on a mission and I need to speak to the king. That got zero attention. The dwarves were like, you and everybody else in this line. And then they're like, okay, well, I destroyed the dam in Egypt. And then everybody fucking jumps on him. He gets a sword taken. They're surrounded by all these dwarves. And like, then they're marched off and like, they're like, this will be great. We'll go see the king now. But they're being like poked at with swords and like walked along against their will, just like they wanted, I guess. So they got taken to the king post haste. And they stood in front of him. And April's like, he is the most attractive dwarf. Everybody else, bulbous noses, weird eyes, short legs. The king, he's got like a sort of swashbuckler rogue thing going on and a goatee and a twinkle in his eyes. And I kind of like him. And uh, the king's like, turns to David's like, state who you are. And David's like, I'm General Davidius, blah, 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 blah. But ends it on, I am the dam breaker. And King Baldwin's like, I'm just really impressed that you just come here and admit your crimes freely, but like, all right, dude. And that's when they're like, but wait, ignore my crimes. We have a Tain. And the king is like, oh, well, to marry a Tain, I'm willing to look past the whole damn incident and like forgive you of all your crimes. And so then they start, like, you know, asking for more. This is the negotiation. They're like, okay, hang on. But, like, it's not just forgiving us. You're also going to give us gold. 
And he's like, why am I giving you gold? And he's like, to buy archers in our war against the Senites. He's like, who the fuck are the Senites? And they're like, they're the Nazis imported from Earth by a witch. And they're going to st- side with Kaanor. And they have like crazy weapon- weaponry from the future. So they're a huge threat. And he's like, okay, I will give you a limited amount of gold to buy fairy archers. And then David's like, okay, but wait, there's more. And he's like, this is not how negotiations work, David. You can't just say what you want and get it. You have a back and forth. You can't just keep adding things to the bulleted list. And he's like, but I will. I need your your men to dig a hole under Hell's Kitchen to get to Thor. And he's like, no. He's like, not even for a tain would I risk the wrath of Hell in my kitchen kingdom. And then April's like, but I saw a twinkle in his eyes. So the king's like, okay, okay, I have to think about this. You guys go fuck off. You can either go to bed or go wander around and look at shit, whatever. Etain gets whisked away by all these these dwarven women and gets taken away to, they assume, some luxurious suites or whatever. The boys are like, we're going to go explore this, like, crazy underground cavern thing. And April's like, I'm going to go to bed. So she gets to her sleeping quarters, which were mostly fine. They're, like, utilitarian, whatever. She has a wash basin and a bed, and that's all she really cares about. And she starts stripping off her disgusting, bloody, and torn robe. And she's, like, got this weird, like, sleeping robe that she's going to change into. But she starts to bathe herself. And as she's, like, moving the sponge around and wiping the grit away, she finds it. A hole in her chest, just like Jaleel's. But she's an Everworld. This is where we cut to the last chapter. April wakes up in the cafe and her friends are all talking and getting snacks like usual. Like they'd done a million times before. They're ordering the same things and sitting in the same spots and having the same stupid conversations with the same silly jokes and she doesn't even focus on them. They tell us some joke and she like laughs, but she doesn't even care. And her friends notice. They're like, April, hey, you're kind of checked out. Is are everything cool? Everything good? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. They're like, all right, well, we're here for you. And she's like, okay, great. They all go back to talking. And that's when Jaleel caught her eye. He's sitting at the back of the cafe, sitting oddly straight, and he gestures with his head to come over. And she's like, "Uh, excuse me for a minute. And all her friends look at her weird, but she goes over there and she sits next to Jaleel. And he's like, sit with your back to the wall, look out at the cafe, and don't freak. And then he reveals that his hands have disappeared. He went to take a sip of his coffee. And I thought it was going to be a fun, like, sort of, like, Casper thing where the food fell through the bottom of him. But no, it was not. It was just that his hands were missing. And she's like, oh my God, well, we have to get you out of here. Pretend your hands are in your pockets. I'll cause a ruckus. I'll pay for your food. You get out of here. And he's like, I'm waiting for Mayuki. If I'm leaving soon, I'm going to want to say goodbye. And like, that's when like, they have this whole like acceptance moment where like Jaleel's already like, if I go to Everworld, I go to Everworld. And April was like, I can't do anything to like talk you out of this or help you with this. So like, I guess this is what you're doing. And then she has this moment of like, I never wanted to stay there. That's why I'm coming here. It's a choice. This has to be a choice. But then she has a moment of unsurety of whether or not she really wants to always stay in the real world. And that's kind of where we leave off here is on this weird choice moment. I do. Now I imagine Jaleel turning fully into a skeleton. When you're talking about the like drinking the coffee and it pouring right through him, that's what I imagine. <laughs> I was just seeing that scene in Casper where they have the full meal made and they keep shoving it in their mouths, but then you, they cut to the dr- the shot under the table where the danishes <laughs> are hitting the floor and like mm-hmm. the eggs are splattering. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I really, I'm super involved in this book. I'm super invested and I need, I need to know how it ends. Yeah. And I need to know how we decide that the, the story will continue for each of the characters. 
Yeah, we can't tell each other what we're thinking. We just have to write them and, and present yeah. them. <gasps> yeah, mm -hmm. let's do it. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. That's what I want. This is my favorite book. By far. Yeah. By far. This is such mm -hmm. a good book. Mm -hmm. So far. I wasn't sure I'd ever get to say so far. The last one. So far is the best book. No, I mean so far after half the book. Oh, okay. I guess. This is I the, see. Yeah. And I know that they're speeding through the stuff that they want to do, but it's still really good. And I like the beats that they've laid out. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love this book. I never thought, like, there was a time where I was like, I'm really not sure that we're going to be able to say, like, this is a genuinely really good book. And not like, that was enjoyable, but it had its its moments that were difficult. And this is it. This is, like, a genuinely really good book. Yeah, I don't... I do. I do. I think the series, like I said, it, it started off slow, but I think it sort of like got unfairly ripped on. Like it's it's maybe better than than it was given credit for. They from were... the people that we talked to. Let's put it that way. Right, but they were throwing it up against animorphs. So like. Yeah, it's not mm. animorphs. It's not animorphs. It's nope. not animorphs. But you know how many book series are animorphs? One. One. Mm-hmm one we can't we can't measure everything against that and yet we try <laughs> and yet we try <gasps> even like front lines when we were talking about it we'd be like well this was a very animorphs moment blah 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 yeah like, yeah it's yeah. hard not to animorphs is the bar yeah, yeah. Hmm. i don't know like i'm not satisfied yet with the first half of this book like it's it's good but like i can't get over the pacing like i like it's it starts off so slow for me and it's just like i, I just i gotta i gotta know what happens next <laughs> yeah like it's it, it's a lot of like it's not a lot of plot it's just a lot of like preparation i feel like yeah oh. which means you're gonna get it like a lot yeah in the last half of this book. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is... Oh, I'm almost wondering if this is a sort of trick now to be able to make the second half of the book go so much faster because by having the conversation about the plan, which was something they always did at Animorphs, right? They, we always had the barn meetings mm -hmm. and laying out the plans. It means that we already have a framework when we go in and they just describe action scene after action scene after action mm -hmm. scene. And we don't mm -hmm. need to stop to go into that detail because we already have the framework that we're building on to, yeah. to understand that detail. Mm -hmm. You remember, what was it? It was book nine, right? 10 was the, the haunted book. Yeah, 10 was haunted as shit. But I think it was book nine that was just buck wild in the back half of that book that it was just like the, the craziest. Yeah. yeah. And with the Nazi busting through the portal or whatever, was that? I don't remember which yeah. book it was. Yeah. But it was just chaotic, right? And uh, I kind of feel like we're set up for another yeah. half of a book like that where it's yeah. just well, even crazy like, ground is covered. Yeah, like even the last book, I think the first half was like pretty slow. And then the second half just like went completely off the rails. Yeah, so. the only bummer is that with the pacing, if it follows that same trend, we're not going to get our, like, after the war moment or, like, our our mm -hmm. conclusion moment. And I really, really want that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I want it. 
and I'll tell you when I know if I want it at the end of the book. It's Does that make sense? Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Like I'll see what happens and then we'll see where we leave off. And I'll tell you if I'm disappointed that I didn't get it. But odds are I'm not going to be disappointed that I didn't get it because I'm going to get Casey and Alex's version of it. So uh, I'll probably be fine. And I think everybody who is reading along and listening will be fine as well. I have a question. Yes. Who do we think is on the cover of this book? Is it April? Is it Brigitte? Is it Etain? Okay, I had assumed it was April. But that does not look like the April that's been portrayed in the other pictures in the other books. Yeah, it's even on the inside cover. April from when she grows up. Oh, in the real world. Oh, okay, oh. now that that tracks. Okay. Oh, you can kind of see like a collar here of the pink shirt that she's wearing here. So yeah, maybe that is April. I thought it was Brigade. Like as soon as um, Brigade showed up in the book series, um, and and I knew like what the final book cover was gonna look like, I was like, oh, I bet that's Brigade. But yeah, no, no, no. I like the idea that it's adult April. A table. A table. A table. <laughs> and not that they like followed the descriptors as we all know from Tobias, but they uh I think Attain is blue eyes darker. Mm. You're blue right. eyes white dragon. Blue eyes <laughs> yeah. white dragon. Uh, I have no idea. I am bad with details. I did not keep my detail bouquet in my hand, so I cannot <laughs> revisit it. Tim, I would never ask you about eye color of any character. <laughs> All right, so that's an attack on me because at DragonCon, attack on Titan. Tim. Alex did dress up as Callan, her late starter's character, who does have blue eyes and did wear contacts that gave her blue eyes. And I did not know that there was a difference because I apparently don't look at people in the eyes. And don't realize that they have eye color. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody else is like, it's so weird. And I'm like, what? But it's you became a really great anchor point for me that day because you're the only person that when I would look at them, wouldn't like turn away for Recoil a second. Like, <laughs> in horror. Everyone else like would like give me like this really like this split second of like, oh God. And then yeah. Tim, you didn't. Your face is hideous. Yeah, there you go. Your face is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shit, we're almost done, you guys. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, one half book left to go. I want to go read it right now. I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah, I'm probably actually going to do that. Yeah, yeah. but I like the the go get them attitude. Yeah, yeah. I'm be like, I'm gonna go read right now, and then I'll walk like two steps <laughs> and be like, Nope, I'm going to sleep. I take a nap right here. <laughs> Seven minute outro? Yeah. I think so. Sweet. All right. What did I ask for? Oh, yes. If you were one of the people that read the last Everworld book as your first book and or the last Animorphs book as your first book, email me anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com and tell me what the hell that was like. You can also find us on Facebook at Animorphs Anonymous or Apple Grant Cast or Twitter and Instagram at Animorphs Anon or Apple Grant Cast. Uh, I think Instagram or Animorphs Anonymous, the full title, but the other Twitter is Animorphs uh, Character Limits. I, I don't know. Don't ask Instagram me about Instagram Animorphs Anonymous. Instagram Animorphs Anonymous. 
Yeah. It's Instagram Anonymous. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if you're like, I hate social media, I just want to go hang out with people in a Discord server. You're in luck. We have a Discord server, but you do have to hit us up on any of our socials to get the link to the Discord server. So sorry, but also not or sorry. Email us. Oh yeah, that's email's not social media. Email was around before Elon Musk set foot in in the internet machine. So suck it, Elon Musk. Anyway, come join our Discord server. It's super fun. Indeed, it is. It is. However, I'm sick of it because okay. I want to read a comic and not speak to anyone, but read speaking of other people to each other. Go. Okay. So we speak, but we also sing to each other because of romance and feelings and a love of music. That's what my webcomic's about. It's called B-Side You. It is available to read for free at B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U-Comic.com. It is free to read on Tapas and Webtoons. It is on my favorite site. It's Patreon. Patreon.com slash KCD Studios. You can read it. You can read early access pages that come out before any other pages come out. I'm shit's happening. It's 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 you're missing out. Just it's it's a good time. If you like the comic and you want to support me making the comic, go get some early access pages for just a few dollars a month. I mean one, do it. Patreon.com slash KCD Studios. Yeah. Number one. Do it. Alex Tam? said Alex said read speak. Read speak. Yeah, read, speak. And read speak sounds like super discount Animorphs thought speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the translator service that we offer as non analysts. <laughs> People walking around with thought bubbles above their heads. Like, yeah. T H O T. T H O T bubbles, obviously. Yeah. All right. Patreon.com slash KCD Studios. Dan and I are taking a different tactic this month. If you pay us $10,000 a month, mm-hmm. we will not talk about the early access pages and then release them with no context whatsoever to make you extremely jealous that you're missing out. That's right. Threat level Dan night. Damn. I assume. There you go. Woohoo! Speaking of thoughts, THOT, where, where does Tim live? <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, you can find me on a podcast called Horse Girls. I feel like Casey trying to go for singlethoughtconnection.com. I was, yeah, I was, no, I know, but it, it sounded more like she just basically called me a thought, so I was just going to roll with it that way. Oh, yeah. Please continue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you you can also find our Patreon at singlethoughtconnection.com. Uh, and you can also find me on a podcast called Late Starters, which is Pokemon TTRPG. And... You can also find me on Animorphs Anonymous. Recently, I hear they're doing some fun stuff with Everworld. This is an advertisement within an advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to the podcast you're listening to right now. Yeah. <laughs> Download it a second time. <laughs> <laughs> but what what about what about Alex? Where can people find Alex? Oh well, also on Animorphs Anonymous. Uh, I hear they're doing real fun stuff with Everworld, so check that out. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on Late Starters, the Pokemon TTRPG podcast Tim was talking about, where the Callan story will make more sense, I think. Maybe. <laughs> There's no way to know. 
Uh, also on Horse Girls with Tim, where we talk about whole stuff, but then also the one that I'm not on with Tim, but am on with different people, is Dungeons and Draken Beams. It's an Animorphs D&D podcast where we play Animorphs, and we are all dumb teenagers doing stupid things all of the time. Some of us less stupid things than others, but I don't want to name names. Ham banana sandwich boy. <laughs> Ham banana. Ham banana. Whoa, Black Betty. Ham banana. <laughs> Ham banana. <laughs>